Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey guys, this is uh, Brian Jackson, 4th Down Experience Podcast. We're excited. Uh, we're not going to have a kicker punter today. Uh, showing some long snapper love. Uh, welcome, AAF San Diego Fleet long snapper Ryan Dezalba to the show. What's up, Ryan? Doing much, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Ryan. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience. We are excited to have you on, and we know our snapping uh, listeners are going to be thrilled. So, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. Appreciate you guys uh, giving me a call. Okay. Yeah, so Ryan, what I noticed, just kind of scrolling through Instagram here, man, I, I had no clue. Uh, San Jose State, it looks like. Did you play with Mac Carazosa? Yeah, I did. He was um, he was one of my buddies. Uh, he came in, I think, two years into my college career. I had two, I got two years before him. And nice. then he came in two years after him and closed out my career. Though. Good guy. That's that's awesome. We, we've we had him on the podcast, and when he was uh, – right after his short time with the Browns. And um, I actually got to work with him a couple of times about five years ago before um, I, I recommended him to go to some sailor events because my wife is from California. So just did like one camp a year and um, he had a hu- huge leg. And, and so I'm glad he ended up at San Jose State. So it's awesome that a lot of his success uh, started with you long snapping the football, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, he uh, he definitely got a live leg on him. That's always been a strong suit of his, and uh, yeah, I just I actually just hung out with him uh, last night. He came over. Uh, he lives down here in San Diego. He doesn't actually drive. He came down to, uh, to kick it. It was pretty cool. Hi. So I know that he trains with Carney. Um, have you had a chance to, to work with John Carney as well? Yeah, that's actually the reason. Um, so I moved to San Diego. Uh, in May of 2018 to basically just kind of get back in the training with other guys who are like-minded like myself, you know, specialists who are trying to, you know, make a career. And um, I was at a Zahner's camp and got told by a couple of buddies who works with Carney down here in San Diego that I should check him out, you know. I mean, he doesn't really... He doesn't help too much with snapping, you know. He's more of like a kicker, kicking guy. Um, but it's nice to be able to get live reps, you know, with other specialists instead of just snapping with my pops in the backyard, you know. Um, so, uh, so I yeah made the move down here in May and been working with Carney for snapping to the kickers out at Carney's ever since. Awesome. So. Yeah. We've uh, we've had the opportunity to interview uh, a few of the AAF kickers and punters, uh, Ben Turk and Donnie, your kicker, and then uh, Colton Schmidt. So, but obviously, we always like to get everybody's perspective on the league so far. So, from a snapping perspective, kind of run us through the start to to up till current time, three games in. How did you? What was the process like for a snapper to get into the league, tryouts, etc., and life as a snapper as well? Yeah, I mean, um, 
coming to this new league was kind of interesting for me. Um, I had no idea what it was. Um, probably like a lot of guys, I uh, had no clue what was going on. I thought, okay, they make another league. Okay, that, that's actually going to happen. You know, blah blah. Um, and then I was moving out of my apartment to a different one, and my agent called me. I thought, oh, girl, I wonder what's going on, right? So you get the agent call, your heart stops, you're like, oh, no, you know? And then um, he told me about this new league, the AAF, and that they, the team in San Diego wanted to sign me. And I was completely just, like, kind of shocked. I was like, wait, hold on. What the hell is the AAF? Like, there's a team in San Diego, like, what's going on? Right? And uh, he said that they reached out to him, and that was pretty much how I got on the team. I didn't have to, like, try it out or anything. Um, nice. Yeah, which, which, was, which, which was smooth, you know, but yeah, I had no idea about any of it. And then um, showing up to training camp, I was still pretty skeptical, you know, like not a lot of guys didn't know if it was going to pan out. Yeah, maybe it was probably a good idea, but no one really knew what was going on with it. Um, and uh, we, we had a week long mini camp down here in San Diego where we basically just pushed through all the medical stuff, the paperwork, all that preseason like stuff you had to get through. And they sat us all down in the room and we're up there and basically just like our GM Dave Moore like stood in front of us and he goes, I know you guys are probably all pretty sketched out about this whole thing, but this is gonna happen, right? Like there's definitely this is definitely gonna happen. And it was kind of a sign of like a sign of relief, you know, on my end because I mean, obviously, you guys know, being specialists trying to make it to the NFL, there's only 32 per team, or total, you know what I mean, one guy per team, so we don't ever get live reps or film being on practice squad or, like, performing on the team for the NFL, so this is kind of a really nice area for us to show all specialists, kick it with Aaron Snappers, that, you know, we're still available and whatnot, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, we saw that you were with the Dolphins. Uh, talk about that and your experience in the NFL so far, too. Um, yeah, I got – so I was I came out of college in 2016, and um, Miami had actually came to give me a little workout um, in San Jose. And uh, I really liked the special teams coach. He was an awesome dude. He, uh, funny dude, always shot you straight, very personable, um, great guy, Coach Ruby. And, uh, yeah, he worked me out before the draft, and then the draft happened. And as soon as the draft ended, uh, my phone rang, and he was like, you know, he wants you to come in. And luckily for me, I think that since I did pro-style punt for three years in college, that it was kind of easy for me to transition. I wouldn't say easy, but it was easier than other guys would have to do who didn't have to do pro-style punt and not block um, in college. I was kind of already pretty used to like blocking and getting back and getting in front of a, of a rush team. So getting to Miami was a lot of fun because I was able to already kind of understand concepts. So I was able to pick it up easier, and it didn't make it as difficult as it probably would have if I had no idea what a rush team looked like. No idea what the calls would be or anything like that. So Miami was a lot of fun for me just because of I already kind of felt comfortable. So everything kind of just was working really smoothly. Oh, that's awesome. 
how yeah. so? How long did you last with Miami then? And then and then, what kind of gap time was it between that and the AAF? So uh, yeah, I did Miami until the final preseason game, and they released me. And, um, and then I, following year, I was with the Titans for uh, up until the last preseason game. Nice. And then after that, yeah, it's been since this whole season, and then the AF started. So I was about almost I was two seasons out basically. Okay. Well, how's how has it been snapping the the new AAF balls? They're actually pretty similar to the NFL balls, um, okay. like the leather feel, basically, and the way you break them in. They kind of break in the same way an NFL ball does. Not like college balls are a little little different, a little different leather. Um, but the AF balls are a little fatter in the body and a little pointier at the points than the NFL ball. The Duke is more like a long, kind of right. fat ball, you know? The yeah. AF balls are a little wider in the middle and pointer at the tips. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of push them in and they'll pretty much figure out the way they're supposed to. Pretty much like every AF specialist we've interviewed have it was almost identical uh, responses. The the unique part about this interview with you, Ryan, is the snapper side of things. Uh, has yeah. it improved or affected your snap time and accuracy using that ball? Um, no, it hasn't really messed with me very much. Uh, the only thing that kind of is a little bit weird is the paint right around that tip of the ball. Because when you hold on the ball, your thumb touches it, and your index finger gets pretty close, and your index and middle finger car touch. So that's the only weird part is just getting used to that paint, maybe a little slick or a little sticky. But other than that, it's the ball feels as soon as you push the tips in, and it kind of fattens the the tips of the ball out a little bit. It fits in your hand pretty well. Do you think the paint? Like, with it not being maybe as nice of a grip as we'd like it, do you think it causes, like, a, a slight wiggle on the snap or no? Um, at first, it did a little bit. Um, not as much as I had thought it would have. Um, but I can, get, I can get these balls to spin pretty well, which is really nice for me. Nice. Um, yes, yeah, so I haven't had too much of an issue with the, the wiggle as of late. What has it felt like for you not rushing out for the PAT after scores and things like that? Is it a little bit of an adjustment, or are you uh, you already used to that after three games? No, man. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a little weird, you know? Like, you'll you'll go to score, and we'll look at each other and be like, hey, high five, guys, we scored, yeah. Like, you know, so we're just kind of standing there. Like, I don't know, man. And everyone runs up the field, and we're like the guys who are giving high fives now instead of coming off the field saying, like, yeah, we completed the drive, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It makes the game a little interesting. Um, but, I don't know, I just, you start the game with, with the kickoff and you can get the PAPs, you know, and that's kind of like the, even some of the guys on the team are like, man, like, not having a kickoff is a little weird, you know, it's kind of like, like the tone setter, like, you know, like, the ball's kicked, all right, it's time to go, now, right? You know, instead of just coming off after the corners are off and, it's either offense or defense, go three. So that's a little weird for some of the other position players. I know that they were kind of telling me that, but yeah, I mean, not having a PAT is just 
It's strange. The first couple of games, I would like do a job on the field, and then he'd be like, oh, oh no, that's, that's actually not our job anymore. We don't go out on press jobs. Only on bills. So, once you get inside, like, the, the 20-yard line, you're kind of thinking, okay, they're going to score, or we're going to kick a 10-yard field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I think it's kind of funny. But, yeah, it is, it's very strange. It's a little hard to adjust to. Yeah. Well, um, I've had a chance to meet Sam Owen Hill and He's, he was on the podcast with us when he was with the Redskins. Um, and, and Donnie, who's your kicker, uh, he shared with us the unique story with with him and, and you know making sure he was good here in the States from Australia. He had, he had to miss the first game and all. Uh, but talk about the relationships with those two guys and, and uh, how you guys are doing you know, as a three-man team. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I I met Sam at that Zonga camp that I was supposed to, that I figured out I was going to come down to Carney's. Um, and uh, when I moved down to San Diego, um, I just started working with Sam really early on. Um, so me and Sam have been snapping. He's been, we've been working together since June of last year. Oh, wow. So, so it's been a while. So me and him got a pretty good little rapport going with each other before we even knew that we were both on the same team. Before we That's even cool. knew about this league, yeah. Which was really nice and comforting, especially for me because he's the person I'm always working with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm stopping the punter for field goals and I'm stopping the punter for punts. So I kind of have to really get used to having that guy back there and I like to have like a comfortability with him just because... I want to make sure if I if wherever I put the ball is where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it's nice having that going on, um, and especially for like field goals, snapping him field goal balls. It's so comfortable because I've been doing it for I don't even know how long that would be. Was that like seven eight oh. months now? Yeah, yeah. It's seeing seeing him back there and having the same rhythm that we've always done. It's just, it's a comfortability thing for me, and I just, I really, it's, it's nice. Man, that would <laughs> be crazy. At least it's nice, yeah, he that'd makes be, my job easy. That'd be crazy if you both uh, got to get back to the league, because I know both y'all have experience, you know, preseason, it'd be nice if y'all to go to the yeah. same team, and that'd be, that'd be crazy, but who knows, anything could happen. Yeah, hey man, if, if two teams, if a team wants to bring me and him in, it would be, it would be really nice. Yeah, yeah that, that would be an advantage. Really, oh, honestly, yeah. it would be an advantage, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. I mean, Having a, a, a holder and a snapper that already know where each other is going to be every time, mm-hmm. they get together to kick them off, so that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, then Donnie came in, and um, I worked with Donnie a couple times uh, with John um, out here in San Diego. So we already kind of knew each other, and he played at San Diego State against me when I was at San Jose, so... We kind of know each other for a little bit too, so it's been really easy for us three because we've all three we've done this op before, you know. So doing a doing a full a full live op, and as soon as Donnie came in to work with us midweek at practice, we had a field period that day. Wow. Yeah, because so the coach came to us and he goes, "Hey, do you guys want to do field today?" And we were like, "Yeah." And he was kind of confused, you know, like most time you want to get your older and kicker. Snapper and get some live ops by themselves before you throw them out there in a live period. But we were like, yeah, man, we've already worked together. Let's, let's, let's do this. <laughs> so we hopped right on in and did a, had a pretty good field period. It was pretty nice. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, too. Uh, you know, obviously, 
uh, the AAF social media handles are pretty active. Um, I'm starting to see now um, teams kind of swapping players in and out. Have you seen much of like just player movement going on there, or just after two games they've already like swapped out players, and bringing new guys in? Well, well, so when we were in camp, we, we noticed that. I guess a couple guys in camp, they were, or not a couple guys, a couple teams were like, if one team was light on, let's say, receivers, the other team was heavy on receivers, and but light on DBs, the other team was heavy on DBs, they would swap one for one. Like, hey, we need a corner, you need you have plenty of them. We need a receiver, and you have plenty of them. Give me a receiver, I'll give you a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were doing that, but I mean, movement stuff is above my pay grade. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> right. You're not. You're not I, seeing I just, it much. I just make. I just hope I get get, get to the locker room every day. Yeah. I gotta figure out my way and stuff. So we're good. Well, well Chris and I are actually going to be heading out that way, and at the end of March. So I don't. Hope so. we're going to come to meet John. And uh, just shadow him a little bit, and, and see him train the guys that you've been around. So, um, yeah. hopefully, we will get a chance to meet you guys, uh, depending on if y'all are home or, or whatnot. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think the end of March, the last two weeks of March, I think we're away. Okay. In the beginning of April, we're away. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'll probably be I'll probably be around anyways. Um, sometimes we will go over there, sometimes we don't, especially now during season, it's a little harder, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're, we're on about most of the time. What's it been like playing in that stadium? That's a, that's like a pretty historical stadium yeah. in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's obviously pretty old and whatnot, but uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I played there in college in San Diego State twice, and that was kind of like a whoa, kind of eye-opener thing, you know, but now that I'm like... I'm going in there every single day. So I'm going to the locker room every single day. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to think, like, man, like, Sean Marion could have been in this room, or Antonio Gates was definitely in this locker room, or Danny Thompson was in this locker room. You know, Junior Seau, like, there's there's all these, like, legendary players, John Carney, right, in the locker yeah. room. So it, it's kind of cool us sitting there thinking, like, man, like, there's been legends in this room, and now we can Wait. use it. It's pretty neat. Even Darren Bennett, have you had a chance to meet Darren? I have not. Okay, great. He, I know John uh, thinks highly of Darren and vice vice versa. He was, I think, the first Aussie punter. Yeah. Oh. But here's a random question for you, Ryan. Um, just on the snapper side of things, or were were you in high school and, and college and NFL? Like, were you always a no look snapper, or did you look back? Like, talk about that just out of curiosity, and maybe yeah. what would you tell a high school snapper if he was listening to this? So, growing up, I started, I learned how to long snap when I was in like fifth or sixth grade on a pop corner team because I was the only person that could understand the concept of looking between my legs and throwing the ball back there. <laughs> so, um, I was able to figure, and plus the guy who did it for me was the only guy who could kick and we were trying to score extra points. They just threw me in, and uh, I started out, obviously, when I was younger, looking. And then I went to Rubio, Chris Rubio down in L.A., so you guys mentioned Sailor earlier. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I went to Chris Rubio um, in high school, I think it was my junior or senior year, 
And I had no idea what I was doing before that. I mean, I just self-taught myself all the way up until then. Um, and my dad helped me out once in a while, but I, I had no idea, like, fundamentals, nothing like that. Uh-huh. Um, got to Rubio's. He basically narrowed my stance, told me how to sit, told me how to walk, told me how to whatever, you know what I mean? He was like, this is what you're going to do, and this is what's going to make you good. So I, I bought in um, and worked on the form that he put me into. And I ended up being a no-look snapper in high school. My last couple of years, I would have my head up, and then I would send my head through and look at the end, but in my base stance, my head was up, looking at everybody else. Uh-huh. Well, for me, personally, when I went to college, I did that my freshman year. I look, I would look up at the formation and then just throw my head through, but it was so much movement trying to get my head down and through and then back up again to block the following year because my sophomore year I had to block I shortened up my like my stance and my release and I put my head through kind of like three or four yards behind me was where my eyes re- uh, reached and I was kind of a neutral head mm-hmm. um, and that helped me just, just be quicker to the block so I was able to snap my legs through and then sit my butt down and I didn't have to move my head all the way through to come back all the way up again to block somebody. So ever since then, I've been a, a look snapper, technically, where I'm looking through my legs. That was only just the short up, so I didn't take so long, because I, I was it was hard for me to block, moving my head around. It was easier just to keep my head in one spot, snap, and then bring my head up. I was getting just too much going on for me, personally, so I just wanted to make it short, easy, and quick, so I could be in and out fast yeah what i like here is just the strategy behind it you know where you made just that quick adjustment i would assume at the pro level with your stints at the 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 dolphins and the titans and now the aaf do coaches probably don't mess with you too much right as long as you're on and you're fast they let you do it the way you need to do it yeah yeah no i'm um yeah every every coach i've been to has came to me and said like listen like you're here for a reason i'm not gonna touch you Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get the ball where it needs to be. And I said, okay, like you got it, boss. I, I, I can do that. Nice. So I've never, yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been messed with. Um, the only time I ever go for like coaching is if I hit up Rubio and I'm like, Rubio, I need to see you for a couple hours, man. He'd be like, yeah, sure. Like these are the times available. This is what we can do. And I go to him and he doesn't even really change anything. He'll just be like, this is wrong. It's this one little thing to fix it, and I'll fix it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be good to go. Nice. Yeah, you know, that so, level, it's almost fine-tuning and, and minor tweaking, you know? Exactly. Just basically fine-tuning. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I got one more question, and then, and then Chris will ask our, our staple question that we ask every interviewee, but, um, you know, what are you thinking moving forward? You know, obviously, you guys, the whole concept uh, with this league and the AAF, the AAF is to get you guys back to the NFL, like with the personnel, you know, at people above your pay grade. You mentioned earlier, earlier, and the connections in the NFL and Heinz Ward, etc. Like, what do you think the chances are? Of, you know, at least getting into rookie or into into training camp or a workout. Does it look good for you guys, like as a team as a whole, and, and specialists too? I mean. Yes, I I think that I'm hoping. I'm, so 
I'm very hopeful that it will, that everything will be smooth like that, and that, you know, me, Sam, and Johnny will all, you know, get at least a training camp look. Because, I mean, Sam's a, an amazing punter. He hits the ball very well directionally. Um, and Donnie, Donnie's been lining up. He's mm-hmm. six for six now or something like that, seven for seven. Mm-hmm. He's, doing, he's doing really well, whatever it is. And um, I would love to, yeah, I think I think we definitely all could get a chance to at least perform at a training camp. I would, yeah, I definitely hope so. And plus, yes. there's a lot of guys on our team that are ballers. This is what, like, Coach Mark told us a lot. He tells us, like, there's so many people in this room. All of you guys can make it to the NFL. Like, you guys are all good enough. You guys will all be there one day. So, yeah, and you you've, had a, like couple, you. you've had a couple of really good tastes with with the Dolphins and the Titans yourself. But, you know, um, Sam has been so, so close, especially Every being a, com- a combo guy. Like, these uh-huh. NFL folks are going to be – Scouts, coaches, they're going to be wanting to look at his film again, and so obviously they're going to be seeing the snap, and so I think that's yeah. going to be huge for you. And then when they oh, see, okay, well, he was already with the Dolphins, he was with the Titans, like maybe let's get this guy another. You're still like in your mid twenties, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a young guy, right? So. Yeah, I mean, this is only my third season out. Lucia. Yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been told. I've been told. You know, it takes sometimes five years for a specialist to get in. Yep. You know, so Nick I'm Novak grind, took, him, I'm def- took him about nine years. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, and he and he had a great little career, and he's still playing well. Yeah. You know, I like Nick. By the way, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I know Sam's going to be getting looked at by scouts because he's that good, and. The only way that they will pick up on me is if they notice that, hey, you know what, this kid's putting the ball where he needs to be every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can he block? Then well, let's watch him in zone. See if he can block. Oh, he did really well on this one. Or, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely hoping that something comes from this. this, is, this is a, I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of this. I mean, obviously, a lot all the players, but. For me personally, I think specialists the most just because, like I said, we don't have practice squad reps really ever. So you don't really get seen by a lot of teams. So if you're not on a team, you're not getting seen during the season. You're not getting a lot of reps during the season. You kind of have to get back into that football shape and pads on again. This kind of helps us stay in that, that area. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious. Now that you're essentially four weeks in after three games – What's a typical day like for the specialists? You know, do you, you got a lot of free time? Are you are you sitting there icing and stretching most of the day? What I'm just curious, what a day is like in this league for you guys? Yeah, we um basically our days consist of getting there in the morning, having a having some breakfast with the fellas, and then you know we go down to our special teams meeting. We'll go over whatever we're doing for the day and watch film from from uh, day before. And then after that, uh, we do have a little bit of downtime. We have a few hours into practice. So we'll, we'll ice tub or hot tub or stretch or, you know, uh, roll out or whatever. Uh, when we get new, new, new footballs in, we'll break in footballs for practice or whatever or break in uh, whatever we're doing. So, yeah, most of the time we're pretty productive. Were you part of the Instagram story today on Donnie 
you know, massaging the muscles and yeah, you know, I was yeah, I definitely but, yeah, we do that a that lot. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to get the ball and build the bounce a little bit. <laughs> oh, was and then it ended on uh, Sam. Sam, he was, he was massaging the footballs <laughs> instead of his yeah. actual muscles. That was classic. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. That's like that's like a typical day in the specialist right there. Life, life in the specialist. Pretty much, pretty much, man. Yeah, everyone, other position guys will walk back to our little area and they'll be like, oh, this is where you guys are. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. They're like, must be nice. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Get out All of y'all are got good size. What? What's Donnie looks kind of tall. And then I know Sam's tall. What, what's your size? I'm about 6'3". About, we're about like 255 right now. Nice. Yeah, we, we definitely we're, we're, we're a big unit because I think yeah. Sam's six two, right? Yeah, he's jacked. He's six two and yeah, big old dude. And then Donnie's Donnie's like six one, I think too. So yeah, we're definitely all nice. a group. Hey, just curious, Ryan, any tackles yet this season? <laughs> but yeah, we've been having a, we've been doing pretty well at uh, keeping the ball fair catch. I think our net's pretty low. We only had one or two returns, maybe. Everything else nice. has been inside 20, so we've been Nice. All right. Great. Well, Ryan, our staple question. Um, obviously, your pro career has been a little short, you know, but it's been sweet that you've had these opportunities in preseason. So it's going to be a combo question. So based on your college career and your, your stints so far at the pro levels, what are what are your five favorite stadiums you've ever played in? Um, so I, in college... Uh, being from a smaller school, you know, um, we didn't play a lot of big time schools, but every year we did play one, you know, bigger school, and we went out to Auburn a couple times, and uh, that was a pretty neat little stadium. It was so loud, you know, it, it, it was completely filled up, and mm-hmm. I just it was cool to know that you know you're playing in a big time stadium, you know, especially coming from a smaller school is really neat. So that's definitely one of them. Then I, um, when I was in Miami, we played uh, at the Giants uh, in MetLife Stadium. That was pretty cool, just historical, knowing that two teams, you know, the Jets and the uh, um, the uh, the Giants play there was pretty neat. Arrowhead was pretty sweet. Um, Cherry's World was beyond immaculate, you know. Yeah, it's kind of you don't really you don't really see places like that in the NFL. It's like a little world of its own, especially with Pachumbo Tron down the field. Um, and then uh, Qualcomm's pretty cool. I like Qualcomm. I mean, it's an older stadium and all. It might not be as nice as you know Jerry's or anything like that, but there's a lot of history there. And you know we got a pretty good team going on in there right now, so it's definitely cool to. Play down here for the, the new home hometown fans. Solid. I bet. What was uh, your first game was in San Antonio? Do you remember which stadium that was in? Uh, the uh, Alamo Dome. So we were where UTSA okay. played. Nice. How was that? Was that kind of cool? Or? It was big. It was really big. Yeah. It was really big. It was just pretty sweet. I think it's the only dome I've ever played in. So that was pretty neat. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's that cool. cool. Great. Well, sweet. Nice. Awesome. Well, Ryan, uh, really enjoyed this interview, man. Uh, I always love getting perspectives in the league and learning from you and learning just the process. And, and, and all of our listeners, 
a lot of times they just listen because they want to hear people's journeys and pick up little tidbits here and there, especially if they're specialists. So I appreciate the insight you gave us. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here with you. Awesome. Thanks, man, and best of luck the rest of the season, and I can't wait to see you playing back on Sundays in the NFL. That's yeah, sure. guys, I appreciate it. Appreciate the love. For sure, man. Well, we'll be in touch. Maybe we can uh, cross paths a little bit while we're in San Diego. Yeah, definitely. Throw us hit me up. All right. All right. Later. All right, guys. You have a good one. You Bye. too. Ryan Dissolva. Remember that name, guys. Be hearing that in the NFL again here soon. Yeah. Having a great season so far. And, you know, he's fresh, freshly out, which is good. So he's got, uh, got a lot of promise. But it was cool to hear some of the insights. You know, all these AAF guys have all had different experiences. And just as this league is developing more, you know, everybody's just learning a little bit more. So it was just fun to hear what he had to say. Yeah, I loved the little bit that he talked about with uh, having the head up and then transitioning it back to, to head down. Yeah. The way through college. And, and like you had mentioned on the podcast, on the interview there, it was really cool to hear his reasoning behind that. And uh, he, he just sounds like a great guy. And um, it's really cool to hear uh, the relationships he has with Sam and Donnie, and, and hope all three of those guys, including Ryan, make it back to the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was just thinking about this. You know, they got the three-year contracts. I'm assuming the contracts are with the same team, right? Or is it like a three-year contract with the league? I don't know. That's yeah. actually a pretty good question. We, I don't know, we haven't really asked the guys that yet. but Yeah, it just made me think about that because, like, if, you know, we were talking about that opportunity to go into the NFL – well, if you don't get it, do you return back to San Diego in their instance, or are they just sort of back in the pool of players for that league? You know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, would, I would assume it's probably for that team. Yeah. But, but you know, maybe maybe the way that the three-year contracts work is with the league, but, you know, obviously your first initial rights are with the team or something. Yeah, and everybody's got the same, you know, based on your year, you got the same contract amount of what your salary is. So. Right. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, just a, a milestone for us here. We hit 20,000 listens. So thank you all for the ongoing support. Yeah. We're super excited. Just any milestone like that's great to hear. We're working on trying to get the podcast out to mul- multiple platforms now for even you Android listeners. Try to get it out so you guys can better easily hear us. So thanks again for all the support. Uh, we're excited that we're uh, hitting the, the 20,000 listener mark. So thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, have a great day. We'll see you next interview. Peace. Hey, what's up, 4D Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, But this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps, that's NKR underscore camps, or on Instagram 
at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out nationalkickingrankings.com. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.